0: Hey Dreamers, I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute to win it games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers. My guest today is making his dreams come true through courage, commitment, faith, and service. Dreamers, I'd like you to welcome to the show Joseph and I said Joseph, and I was supposed to say Joe, Joe <laughs> Wilner.
1: Awesome! Thanks for having me, Joe. And e- either one, it, Joseph might just be easier since both of our names are Joe. But oh, either I'm way, not I get go.
0: confused. I don't talk about myself <laughs> in third person, Joe. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Uh, you know, Joe reached out. I th- I'm pretty sure you reached out um, be- from my from my all oh, my site, didn't you?
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. I. Learn about your podcast and listen to a few episodes and uh I was very drawn to the idea of the D- dreamers podcast since it's something i'm passionate about is following my dream and helping people dream again and think big and yeah, I wanted to reach out and and see if we could collaborate
0: yeah no i'm so so happy that you uh decided to to reach out and uh be a guest and and uh so you have a uh, well, let's start with your background first. So why don't you get started with that?
1: Sure, sure. So I am currently I'm in the role of a I'm a licensed therapist in Kansas. I also do life coaching and career coaching, helping people find a mission in life that they're passionate about, stand for something and, and really do work that they feel is important and makes a difference. And as I was doing that for many, many years through, you know, went to school for that and followed your traditional linear path of success, I, I hit a point when I turned 30. So I'm 33 now. So it's been, you know, a couple of years journey with this where I, I hit a point where I was just like, I think a lot of people have this experience where they, they sort of are starting to question why they're doing what they're doing and really uh, what what their purpose is and just kind of feeling like there was something more for me that I wasn't doing or wasn't pursuing at the time and and music I played drums had always been a thread throughout my life since I was 15 I was in my first you know garage punk band kind of thing and you know from there conformed and you know I was going into high school and you know so conformed I said all right well I can't do drums I gotta you know gotta be cool and try to fit in and then was in another band later on in high school and then ended up conforming in the sense of going to college. Well, you know, drums isn't a real career for me, so I'm going to go to college. Never did the band thing in high school, which I, in retrospect, I wish I would have. Uh, But, you know, so then went to college and did the traditional thing there, studied psychology and ended up graduating um, with a degree in psychology and got another band. And so this would have been like sort of, you know, early to mid-20s and was playing in this band and then went to grad school to get my license to be a a psychotherapist. And so that band fizzled away. And so I kind of had this pattern in my life, I noticed, (laughs) of really being drawn to music and playing music and and loving that as a passion, really always being called to that. But then always stepping away from that to follow a more traditional uh, status quo type of path, which I don't think is a bad thing. I'm glad it ended up that way. But when I hit 30, I ran into that again and was fortunate enough to be connected with some people that I'd known through music previously and was able to join this band that I'm currently in over these last three years. And this time though, I told myself, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to this and stick with this. And I'm not going to, and it's been tough over these last three years. I've had moments come up where, you know, these certain job career opportunities have approached, have been approached with them and I've had to say no and, and, and be committed to this idea of really following my dream of music. And so over these last few years, we've got to go on tour with a band called neon trees and tour uh, the U S nationally. And uh, this year we're finishing our debut album, our full length album. And so hopefully that'll be released this year, but I've been on that journey and still doing the therapy and coaching as I'm pursuing drumming as well. And so at this point now, um, through all of that, I was inspired to create a, a online community called you have a calling where I help other people who are wanting to dream big and think big and follow, follow that path in their life and, and, and do something that, that they really feel like makes a difference that they, that that's important to them. And it's really, if they stand for something and they're tired of following more of the status quo of realizing, okay, you know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but it's not necessarily really fulfilling me and I'm feeling called, to do something different. I want to, I want to be able to connect with those people and help them realize that there is a a deeper purpose there for them that, that they can really step into and be be a a greater leader from that.
0: No, I I love the fact that you're, you're committed to doing something that you actually want to do and, and not just keep stepping back away because of the fact that it's like, Oh, well it's expected that we have this uh, safe haven uh every hmm. time right and that we we utilize this as a safe haven for what we uh what we expect is safe of course none of it really is safe you you don't know what what can happen tomorrow or 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 you know you, oh i got this job or i have all these clients and things could go uh very a wire very quick uh on you but um no nah, that's awesome so so you've been playing drums uh since you were you were a kid right
1: Yeah, since my early teens, I think I started when I was 14, I just had this moment where friends of mine were playing guitar and bass and I was like, let's start a band, I'll I'll learn drums, you know, and so started to just connect with, with my friends and start our own band and was into music at the time. So, um, so yeah, so it's something that I've, it's been a thread through my life that now I've really started to commit to deliberately practice every day and really grow that craft and cultivate that and realizing um, that if it's something that's really important to me, I, I, I can choose to make it more than a hobby if I really am committed to doing that. And it's just, and there's a lot of things like that. I feel like it, I have the ability now, I feel like I have more grit now and more perseverance to do that now for, for one reason, because, um, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a situation where I do have somewhat of a foundation of, um, financial security. What I mean by that is if I didn't follow that linear path to create a career for myself through therapy and coaching and being able to, to use, to use that, to, um, to to have some kind of work foundation, I don't know if I'd have the grit to pursue music. And I like to share that with people because I don't want to people to assume that I just totally overhauled my life and went for my dream and, um, and just, kind of was reckless about it it was something that it, it it made sense at that point to okay like I think I can do both it became a both and type of mentality as opposed to a one or the other all or nothing mentality so I have that grit now to really stick with it and realize you know what it's a long-term game you know you can I can play drums the rest of my life and at some point something's gonna happen right
0: well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you know that that's the thing is like the more the more work you put in, the more lucky you get, right? <laughs> totally. Um. So let's let's talk about you have a calling. Okay. So w- where did that come out of?
1: So so you have a calling. The, the actual focus of that, I, I started to to think more deeply about what my mission was and how I wanted to help people and serve people and what I was, was passionate about. And, and as I was doing coaching and I was going through my own coaching, I, I did really start to, I started to connect with this, this idea that, you know, like it's about for me, a vocation. I feel like that's such an important part, meaningful work or having a purpose. And I, for me, my purpose came often through what I was doing Um, in regards to kind of helping other people or trying to put myself out there through my work. Um, I don't have a family necessarily. I think a lot of people their purpose does come from family or parenting, those kind of roles. And I think that's great for me. It it wasn't there yet. And so I started to kind of this idea of if I could really help people do something or if I could do anything, what would that be? Um, And first it was, well, I want to pursue my own dreams and my own calling to do music and through that, be able to help others to, to do the same. And so I'd had a, a blog or website prior to that called Shake Off the Grind. And I, I transitioned that into You Have a Calling, essentially. So so it wasn't like it was a fresh, brand new site. I, I'd been online doing things like that in the personal development sphere and and, and kind of dabbling in different stuff with that for a while. So uh, it just transitioned into You Have a Calling and, and became much more focused on the idea of helping people find work that matters to them and, and work makes a difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, Hey, that's one of the th- reasons that this, this show got started. <laughs> I don't know if you read the the bio or the history of it, but yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, my, I, in my case, I didn't know what, it was that I really, really wanted to do. I mean, I knew like pie in the sky, like you with the drumming was like, Oh yeah. DJing. Like if, if that, you know, I could do enough and get, get discovered then that'd be awesome. And I would totally be down, but you know, it's not like a real thing. Cause it's so few people get to actually make that a real, a real, real thing for, for the stuff that they want to do. Right. Like if you're into doing weddings and stuff like that, that's awesome. Great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. And, and that's wonderful. but, You know, that wasn't where I wanted to head.
1: Sure. So, and and, you know, I think that's a common sentiment
0: is the difference between
1: fantasy or daydreaming, pie in the sky kind of thing. And the idea that that I like to call people of a dream chaser is that it's – you're starting to break down that vision that you do have of really what you want to create and starting to to really take steps and and look at it from – with the end in mind – what that would really take and what that does really look like. And for me, the important thing is to help people understand it's better to start and to try and to take steps in that direction than to just totally discount it altogether as it's not possible. Because for me, the reason I kept stepping away from music was because it wasn't a viable, possible career. And until I allowed myself to dream and actually think Think that that could be a possibility. um, I I I was I was always going to go a more traditional path, and so it hasn't been easy. I mean, it is. It's there's a when it comes to doing things that I think we're called to do from a a place of um, from art, or whether it's starting a business, or you know, starting a not-for-profit that's really meant to you know to serve people and make a difference. All of that stuff is very very difficult. And so it's it's easy to look at it as oh I couldn't do that or I don't know if I really want to put the time in or I don't know if I actually have what it takes or what if it doesn't work and so we just don't do anything and to me that's that's not living that's that's holding back playing safe and not necessarily being true to to what we're capable of doing it it's it's a difference between trying to become successful from a worldly perspective of, you know, what does a successful career look like, right? That's different to everybody. Usually it relates to prestige, money. A lot of times it does relate to uh, that we want to at least like what we're doing. But to me that's very different than reaching for our potential. For a lot of, there's a lot of successful people that aren't, that aren't reaching towards their potential. They're successful and that's where they're at and that's good. And so that's great part of me wishes sometimes that I could be fine with that yeah, <laughs> and just have a successful career in life and not be called continually to, to keep taking risks and challenges to push myself. Um, but for those people that are like me in that regard, I, I want to connect with them and, and help them see that maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there is something you're meant to do and make a huge massive impact in the world. If you're willing to, to keep stepping in that direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean they. um, yeah. I mean, that's why you have to define what success looks like to you first, right? Like it, does it look like money? And if it does, that's fine. I mean, I had a sure. person on the show be like, yeah, my dream was to be rich and that's, and that's, I set out to figure out how that was going to happen and, and he accomplished it. Um, and I'm like, well, Hey, you're owning it. So I'm not, you know, there's no, no shade being thrown from this direction because, yeah. you know, that's what you, that's what you want. Um, you know, that's, that's fine. At least you defined what you wanted, right? There's so many people who don't. And it's just like this vague idea of being happy enough with their life and having more money than they know what to do with. And maybe not like a million, you know, multi-millionaire billionaire, but just, just having enough money to like be more than comfortable with, with their lifestyle. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, so uh, I'm curious. Like, so so you said that you you were dabbling in in some other blogs and stuff. But what are some of the first steps you took when you wanted to be when you when you were like, I'm going to start. You have a calling.
1: Yeah, so I was going I was going through uh, my own coaching at the time, being coached with um, some group coaching with some other people, and was really at a place where I was trying to figure out what's next for me, and. And I was already – I was doing the band thing at the time. I'd already kind of committed to that. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this music thing and and really go there. And, and I was – you know, I had um, – I've always done different freelance work along with therapy stuff and contract work. So, you know, I, 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 again, I like to share that I had some liberty to take my to, – to kind of take a risk and to, and to go in a, maybe a more unorthodox, unorthodox direction because of that, at least in my opinion – um, I didn't have dependents relying on me and those kind of things. But, um, but it, it kind of just hit me one, at one point of, you know, I, I want I to want, I help people connect with, at that time, what I would have called their life's work. Like, what, why are you here? You're, you're alive in this incarnation for a reason. What are you here to do? Or what do you want to choose to do? What do you want to make your life about that's important to you? And and at the, and I was looking at it from the lens of of work career related type of things. What do you want to create? What do you want to be up to in that regard? And um, and you have a calling came from that and wanting to be able to work with people one on one or in a group in a group fashion to help them gain clarity around that to have the courage and commitment to do that, which um, was things that I had to grow and, and learn in myself. You know the, the clarity I feel like is sometimes it's the hardest part for people is what is it? And, um, and just helping people talk through and sift through all this conditioning and distractions that get in the way of us really being truthful and honest with ourselves about that. So, so yeah, so you have a call came from that. It was in a way to, and also I, I love writing and it was just a way to continue putting out, um, resources and content for people to help them in that regard.
0: Now, I, I know that drumming and th- Family don't always go together, you know. The <laughs> bands and family don't always go together. Uh, in fact, most cases they don't. Um, but how, how did your family take this idea that you were like, "I'm going to move on"? I mean, I guess you're. I assume you're not married or have kids from what you were saying. But uh, right. how did your family take like, "I'm I'm going to just stop taking this this safe route that I've laid a lot of my life out into, um, and and do take drumming on full time as a as the thing that I'm going to do."
1: They were they were pretty supportive actually. And so unfortunate in that regard that they weren't expecting me to do something different. You know, from their in their eyes, I imagine they looked at it as well at least he has something to fall back on. You know, I did have I with a license to practice as a psychotherapist, as long as I keep that license, it doesn't go away. I can come back and continue to do that. And so um so there was so so I, I had a I had some uh, a foundation there that, like I said earlier, made it a little easier for me to take that risk. And and so they understood that they're looking at it too, from a perspective of, you know, we'll see, I mean, you know, if I look at it uh, five years from now and nothing's happened, maybe they'll think differently. They might, you know, and at some point they might be like, Hey, you know, uh, this playing rock star thing isn't going anywhere, but it's been three years and things are happening. You know, we had a, um, our song HGX, we have an EP out was, on a, a Pepsi commercial before the Super Bowl, and oh, so we've had wow, really? some, some yeah some publishing deals. We've gone on tour, so things have happened, you know. So it's I, I, we keep having these wins and these blessings that are showing up that that are making it still a pretty easy decision for me to make that I'm going to stick with this, you know. So it hasn't been it hasn't been you know for not that I've been doing this. There's things that have that have occurred that allow me to, to keep having that faith and keep growing my faith in, in the mission that I have. So, so yeah, but I also started you have a calling for that reason. I I think a lot of times people don't necessarily have that support and people don't necessarily have people around them that are willing to understand or, or encourage them. They might frankly have the complete opposite. So, so I was fortunate in my family to have that. For me, it was more uh, random strangers or people in my life when they say, Hey, what do you do? (laughs) That question was a little tricky. Um, because, you know, it's, it's easy to want to give them the 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 status quo answer that, you know, they'll understand as opposed to, you know, the, the bigger idea of I help people follow their dreams and and have a mission they're passionate about, you know, and then uh, it's a little more confusing at that time for, for those kind of people. But uh, but, yeah, family was supportive. And so I, I was lucky in that regard, oh, fortunate in that regard
0: yeah no totally it it does help a lot when you have family that's supportive and um that's that's amazing i didn't realize that you you had a song uh that played right before the super bowl that that was this year
1: it was yeah so it's a pretty amazing experience we we had a so publishing deal that happened about a year ago and we didn't necessarily know when they were going to use it or how they were going to use it so couldn't have been more fortuitous of a
0: of the time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so congr- congratulations. Lad. I mean, not many people could say that they, they had anything to do with the Super Bowl. <laughs> right on, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Other than watching it and stuffing their face <laughs> with chicken wings, um, apparently. That's good, so- too. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. Um, <laughs> so so, uh, so, what's been the biggest roadblock for you, Joe?
1: Mm. It's a really good question. There's been numerous... Most of them have been internal obstacles and roadblocks for me. Um, A lot of them have been self-doubt and like having to stretch my belief and my identity about who I am and who I can become. And, you know, from the beginning of being a a part of this, you know, the the people that I connected with in this band who actually are the songwriters and really started this project – They had a powerful, inspiring vision of where they wanted to go, which was a part of my draw to this. I was like, "Man, if I'm going to go for it and and do this, there's no better group to do it with because these these people have um, they're big thinkers." And but what came up with that also was that feels great, and I'm on board with that. But am I really good enough? You know, I'm not. I was. I wasn't, and still am. You know, I'm getting better because for the last three years I've deliberately practiced. On my craft but at that point I was relatively rusty wasn't that great of a drummer pretty average and so I was joining this vision of this uh, project that wanted to, to be huge and I was just a pretty average drummer and so I had to battle that initially and really say okay what's it going to take what do I need to do to become the drummer and the person I need to be to be able to step into that vision and, and show up when that time comes and so I've had to work through a lot of internal obstacles of shifting my identity about who I am and what what's possible for my life and um, what I deserve, frankly, in, in regards to uh, just, you know, shame and guilt and all those things that come up of not feeling like we're someone like for me, not feeling like I'm worthy of maybe a level of success that I'm that I'm going for. And so those kind of things were really those were truly the, the most difficult obstacles, you know, and being patient and, and having the grit to stick with it, even when you're not always seeing uh, results, you kind of, the, with music, there is an element of waiting, actually. And, you know, you can't just hustle necessarily as much. I don't feel like, uh, at least with what we're trying to do, there's some patience that's required, you know, with business, it's not going out and making connections. And that's part of it, obviously. But uh, it's a different, different experience for me because uh, as being a part of this band, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily in a leadership role. I'm more of a support of this team on this team. And so, so sometimes it's, it's having to be ha- have patience and faith through all of that as opposed to – which is good because much of my life has always been about just trying to make things happen and having control and doing things and being productive. And all that's good, and I still do that but there's a really powerful thing that happens at least in my experience when i let go a little bit and let go of the reins and uh and and stop trying to have to know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and allow myself to do the best i can that day take it one day at a time and do what i can that day uh to make things to make things progress or make things happen as opposed to uh having this being neurotic about it, you know? And so it was nice to let go of a lot of that and, and let go of that sense of control through the process. So, so really, yeah, the internal obstacles, you know, those are the the things that I've had to deal with. Um, externally, you know, it's been up and down in regards to my finances. I haven't necessarily, uh, I've had to learn to be more resourceful in that, in that regard through this process and find ways to make money and freelance and do those kind of things. And the more, you know, get more involved in the sort of gig economy kind of world that we live in, and and uh, be resourceful in that way. And I, but I, but I like that too. I like variety. So if I just had a you know nine to five kind of thing every day, I I I feel like I would really struggle to. Um, I just I, I just know my my soul <laughs> would be empty if I was doing that on a daily basis. So and that's just the, that's just for me my my personal experience and and the way that, that I'm wired in that regard, I guess. But so, so yeah, so it's been, it's been, it's been fun to be able to experiment with a different way of living really, uh, reconditioning my view of what I'm supposed to be doing and what success, success looks like and starting to re re reevaluate all of that and really just, um, really kind of reclaim for myself, what I'm being called to do, and really following more of my intuition and my heart, and a little, truly really a little less of my logic, and and I'm finding that that, in a strange way, makes life easier, and uh, I feel less heavy and less pressured in certain situations because of that. So, yeah, internally, you know, it's I, I guess I got a lot of baggage I had to work through. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough when you're a driver. And you, you want to drive every mm-hmm. aspect of your life to to be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to let somebody else take take the wheel for a little while and, and hope for the best and, and have some faith. Because, you know, it's easy to not want to, ha- especially when you're a driver, to not want to have faith in other people that they're going to get the job done like you would. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting that you, you felt the fact that even though you had been a drummer for so many years, I mean, you weren't like... a like drumming round the clock, you know, for all those years either. But, um, you know, having to, to 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 have that feeling of like, oh, I'm I'm just an average drummer. You know, there's a lot of average people who get not so average contracts when it comes to music. Sure. Yeah. Right? So, so being, and, and the other piece is just being one piece, like a key, you know, uh, a, uh, a, a co- was a key in a cog or, or cog in the system or whatever, like, mm-hmm. y- you know, you being in, if, if you actually were indeed average, of course, like that's just, you are know, always our toughest critic, but if you were sure. actually indeed average, that can be elevated by what everybody else is doing, especially cause you're, you're, you're the drummer. Right. So, um, you know depending on how the music is and everything like that like you being that piece that backbone don't necessarily need to be like you know Travis Barker to be able to be that you know like a monster of a drummer
1: yeah and it is it's pop rock music so my my job is more to keep time and and, and make sure you know everything stays stays together as opposed to doing anything too fancy so so in that sense maybe being average was good I, I fit that mold a little better than if I was going in there trying to do fancy stuff I don't know so but I, I do want to share that because you mentioned this idea of I ran into that notion of you know questioning whether I have what it takes and that's something I really learned that I' want to share with people is I I I find that a lot of people that is, that is a thing that inhibits them from going for something they want is they don't think they're good enough or they think they have to be the best to do something they have to be perfect and you just have to be good enough. And that's something I really realized is you just have to be good enough at the time you're starting at that level to go for it. And then you keep getting better and you work towards excellence and mastery along the way. You don't have to have mastery to start. And that's something that I really connected with. That I think is important for people to to realize: Dude, to follow your dreams, you don't have to be perfect. Um, so get that out of your heads, because I struggle with that.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, uh, Michael Jordan had had coaches, you know, from mm-hmm. Jackson and and other coaches along the way. So I mean, he didn't always listen, but but he had them and he did listen, like majority of the time, which only continued to improve him. Uh, and his process along the way. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to, you know, you don't start out being the fastest swimmer like that. You know, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of honing of not just the skills, but the processes that you're going through on a day to day basis to make sure that you're in the shape and the, the mindset and all of that uh, yeah. along the way. So well, and none, and none, and
1: no story of immense success comes without resiliency and adversity and failure along the way. And it's so easy to forget that too, that, you know, we look at Michael Jordan and we're like, well, he's the best. And he was just destined to be the best. Uh, but, you know, he had his own adversity along the way. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a classic story of him getting cut from his high school team. So all, all stories have their adversity along the way. And, and that's something too that I think is valuable is expected, <laughs> you know, be ready for the adversity and step into it as opposed to, you know, wallowing in it and and having a pity party when you, when you face it. And that's that I, over the last really year have really come to terms with is now I'm, I'm I'm, now I'm looking for it. I'm ready for it. I'm like, all right, when the adversity comes, let's do it. That's just part of the game. That's part of life. That's, you know, there's no, there's no chance that I'm going to get to where I want to get to. If I, if I'm afraid of running into those failures and mistakes, if I'm avoiding those, I'm, I'm just, I'm just delaying, uh,
0: the inevitable at some point. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we, we are, as I say, professional problem solvers. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so says like, it's, you know, it's what, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity for a solution or something to that effect. It's, it's always another opportunity. And, that, and but you have to really believe that, right? Like you could say, it, but right. like, you really, like, I really believe it. Like I get frustrated. Sure. Um, and, but I don't let it like fester in me. I just look for what's the positive, like, hey, it could be so much worse. And let's figure out how to, you know, move on from that victim mentality of like a bad situation came to, yes. me, came knocking at my door.
1: Well, you know, and it's a mindset shift. And that's something, you know, you, yeah, it's easy to have a vision and think big about what you want. But then, you know, part of getting there again is, yeah, there's this, this, the strategy and the planning. And all of the goal setting and execution and then the mindset to do all that is equally as important. Of Who do I need to become to actually do that? What kind of place do I need to be showing up from every day and how do I need to be thinking? Success thinking is a real thing. There's, there's, you know, successful people are successful because of how they think and their worldview and their perspective on all these things you're mentioning. You know, when problems you know, emerge in their life they're able to look at it as a challenge to rise to as opposed to something that, you know, that that all of a sudden that well therefore I can't do it now because it was I had challenges. So yeah, so mindset, it's it's a, it's a shift that people can make though. It's a if we're intentional about working on that
0: aspect of our life. Yeah, you definitely have to be intentional. Like I didn't get this way Way by accident. (laughs) You know, it really is like every day, like just constantly looking at the bright side of things, looking at how much Mm. you know, thinking about how much worse could this possibly be. Um and you know, and I know like and knowing yourself really is is been a key for me is is knowing like what level of like issues in a row, how many punches in a row can I take um before I start to crack? And I think it's about four. When I get to about four <laughs> things that go wrong, I, that's when I start to like come undone a little bit, and because it's like too many things need to be solved in a little bit of, of time, and I'm only one person, and and I can't think, and I can't, and I noticed as I've gotten older, because I, I mean I just turned thirty last year. Um, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if you're the same way. I've noticed that as I've gotten older and I know somebody else that, that I was talking to, it's harder to shift gears in my mind than it was, you know, five, six, just five, six years ago. Like good, jumping from like task to task to task it takes a lot more out of me now than, than I think it did. But with that Mm. said, I feel now that I can take more punches in a row, like more things going wrong simultaneously um, because I've worked really, really hard to like shift um, not just being positive, but, but shift like the, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it off the top of my head, but, but like, so yeah, so like I can't shift gears from like okay, we're working on this thing, and now I got to shift to this this thing to this thing, and now this thing, um, and and they're like totally different things that we're talking about it's not even just like oh i'm doing the same thing over and over like and over mul- again,
1: multitasking
0: right, like- right. well switch i switch multitasking but 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 yeah but doing something to that effect like i've gotten um it takes a lot more out of me than it did just five six years ago and and i'm only 30 now so like to me it's it's pretty worrisome but now i can take more issues at once and put them in line easier because i have like a clearer head of like the priorities of what needs to be—I mean—easier to prioritize things,
1: yeah. things than it was well, you just know,
0: five years ago. That,
1: that makes me, from my side of that, it makes me really connect with this idea that part of why I'm doing what I'm doing and committing to 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 follow through with things that I really believe in is because when I assess my energy level and my flow and my engagement in things, that's so much more important to me than it used to be. You know, I used to when I was younger, I used to be like, building just go for it and work hard. And, you know, it is what, even if it was the most boring, monotonous or task, I just hated it. I could care less, but I just would crush it. Right. Because I could just get into it and focus. But now as I'm getting older, I don't have time for that. Like, I'm not, I'm not willing to go there, you know? And so it's like, I really assess like, what, what's my energy level when I do this or after I do this, how much, how engaged am I? What's my level of flow? When I'm doing this activity, and I want those to be on the higher side of that uh, that uh, that pendulum, you know. So um, that's just something for me that I've started to check in with more. That helps me prioritize, and it's just important enough to me to 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 to, serve, to fill my life with those type of activities and those type of things in my life. That uh, yeah, it's just it's because I guess it's it's a standard that I've set as I've gone forward. And it just makes it easier. To, it makes it easier to have a grit because I'm passionate about those things too. Yep. And so it's it's easier to withstand and persevere because it's something that I really care about.
0: You know, for me, I used to when I was just not again not that much younger. Um, I used to, to like one of my reset switches where was like, well, I could you know take a nap or go to sleep, right? And I'd and when I'd wake up, I'd be so much better. Like everything, I could fresh set of eyes, right. Um, or I would watch something funny like a South Park or a Tosh or, or, or something to that effect. And it would, I could hit that reset switch and, and bounce back into like, okay, like reality of like, okay, there's always problems going on. I need to figure all of that out. But like I can hit that reset switch. Um, and now like what I did a couple weeks ago for like the first time maybe, maybe ever, <laughs> ever in my life, I actually sat and ate my lunch without – watching any videos without like reading anything right doing literally just sitting there by myself eating my lunch and no me like it, it, which is unheard of for me because i always have like i'm watching something i'm listening to something something is going on and it, it really cleared my mind like a lot like the yeah. same time like at night right like i can't i i mean i've been battling with sleep for for years now um But, you know, because it's like one of those things where it's like, man, we do it every day of your life, yet I still suck at it (laughs) really bad. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like right when I'm about to go to sleep, that's like the mind opened up and like all of a sudden, like all the Tetris pieces fall into in the place and you're like. I need to yeah. write some of this stuff down. And then before you know it, it leads to other aspects. Like, well, if I can solve that, I can solve this. <laughs> um, but no, it just – Yeah, know. you got to trust that creative The creative juices are flowing at that time, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. You, I do. But at the same time, like I still need to get sleep. Like I have a baby yeah. now and like sleep is at a premium. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> premium. You know? It's not a luxury I have like I once had. Um, but my point being is is just doing that was like it, you know I don't know like not like necessarily like a meditation per se, but just getting to just like sit there in silence, like eating <laughs> mm. but no stimulation yeah. it's so weird for me
1: well, I, I like that a lot because we're surrounded by stimulation and distractions. you know one thing that if there's one thing that helps people I've found and myself have clarity. It's it's moments of stillness and silence and solitude and actually being able to to unplug for a minute and just have the ability to you know, to quiet some of our inner chatter. And so I think I think that's crucial in this day and age, not just for mental and emotional health, but for some insight and you know, contemplation, reflection that a lot of a lot of us don't have time for. We don't have time to reflect on many things, you know, so we're just going, we're just going through the motions and we're never thinking twice about why we're doing what we're doing or what we're doing it for it just how we're doing it. We're just doing <laughs> less being. And, and we don't have a chance to think about how we're being, um, you know, I think that's when a lot of people run into that dissonance because they're just busy and they're doing things, but then they're like, why am I not fulfilled or why do I feel empty? I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I have a ton of stuff in my life. But I feel empty. Um, I think it's worth reflecting on.
0: Yeah, you know the um, the 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 thing for me was, um, you know, just go like. leaving my family's business got me to be really, really intentional with like everything that I wanted to do. And, and even like being turning down like business opportunities and stuff like that. And like hearing my dad like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, you're, you know, you could do the IT stuff for all these different companies. You get these contracts and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to be woken up at 3am because somebody's stuff stopped working. That's not my fault to stop working, but now I gotta, fi- I gotta wake <laughs> up and figure out what the heck is going on and what it could possibly be and go do the troubleshooting. And maybe I didn't go to bed midnight now i'm working on three hours of sleep trying to figure out these problems like yeah that's that's going to take years off my life (laughs) you know like that's and uh, what for a little bit of money that i'm going to get you know get for it It, it, you know money doesn't really mean much to me so it's like i don't i don't care about that so it's more about like how am i going to spend my time and and doing Mm. the things that i actually want to do and what's going to help me project into um the situation and the way the life i want to live um and it it meant like hey yeah i'm really good at it stuff but i i don't want to do it anymore i'm tired of like computers breaking and i gotta you know we're losing money because it's not working type thing nah it's sorry like let that be somebody else like that's not me anymore yeah Uh, yeah that the
1: definition of success slowly slowly figuring that out i i i I find less and less that people have that people are clear on that. Um, they, they have they have a definition. It's whether or not that's actually their definition of success. Um, and I even find for myself, I get I still have to really check in and say, is that is that my own? You know, when I have a belief about something or when I have am t- triggered about something about like, oh, I'm not being successful enough, or you know, whatever limiting belief comes up, I have to check in and say, really, like, is that is that true? Is that just a voice of society in my ear, or is that do I really think that is that truth to me? And I have to check in with that more often now to to help me stay aligned with with what I want to do, what's important to me.
0: Mm. So, Joe, what was your childhood dream growing up before being a drummer?
1: Oh, that's a good.
0: I like that question.
1: You know, I remember when I was really young in childhood, you know, five or six or something. I think I remember I wanted to be a cartoonist. I really liked the animation and cartoons and stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, I want to draw cartoons. I would draw a lot and really liked animals. So there was a point where I wanted to work with animals in some more fashion. I think even at one point my, my parents made fun of me because I said I wanted to be a mascot for a team because I thought mascots were cool, like the animals.
0: They are. So, you know, Billy so. Fanatic is like yeah, the best I mean, mascot you know. ever, man. Like. Yeah, we were, yeah, uh, and then, that's somebody's uh, job like literally that's like casey one Wolf, person
1: casey wolf's the legit. we were talking about the chiefs earlier so yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean so so there was you know so there was some pieces there when i was younger that i uh and i still you know i, I who knows I, I, I probably could have gone in those directions and and had fulfillment um but you know we we our path takes us in a certain direction and we have to we make choices along the way and have to um check in with ourselves as we do that and 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 for some reason, I've, I've landed in a place now that I've, I, don't, I don't think I have ever, you know, when I went to college and when I went to grad school to be a therapist at that time, that was it. And I was like, yes yeah, this is my calling. I really want to serve people in this way. And in that regard, I think our paths diverge through life and our callings change. And what we're meant to do is, is an evolving, evolving, um, you know, puzzle, I guess you could say that we have to keep keep piecing together. So right now my path is diverging again and focused on music and who knows in 10 years, five, 10 years, what it'll be. Uh, but I think as long as I'm true to that and as long as I'm willing to honor what's, what's, what's coming up and wanting to emerge for me, I, I really do believe that I will be, I'll be where I'm meant to be in that regard, you know? So, so I'm getting to a place where, you know, I, I'm definitely trying to, Become more in, from a place of peace of mind as I do all this stuff, and I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's helpful for everyone, but it's definitely helpful for me. The more I let go, the more things unfold in a strangely uh, serendipitous way. So I don't know how I can. I can't. I could go deeper into that, but that's more of a one-on-one thing. I can talk about with people, I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there, and okay. because what I heard was creativity and performing, and you're doing both of those right now. Okay, right? Creativity withdrawing and performing as a um, Kansas City Chief, the, the mascot. Yeah. I didn't even know that was the, the mascot for Kansas. I don't know how they get Wolf <laughs> out of out of the Chiefs, but uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of Socio-political issues with that whole thing, anyway. So maybe we should move on. But.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is, but I mean, usually the the, the Washington team usually comes up before the, yeah, the true, Chiefs. True. Um, you know, that's a
1: good point. I think all of those things. the The creativity is a big part of it, and the compassion is a big part of it. You know, I was compassionate I, with animals. I really, you know, I, I thought I wanted to help animals. I yeah, thought, man. you know, there was a caring compassion there, and I think I'm doing that through uh, through coaching and and counseling and I, I do public speaking, talk to youth a lot about leadership and I wanna I wanna help people. And then there's the creative side that I get to do through music and through writing, through creating my brand, all of that was a creative endeavor. And so I do I, I, I see in the bigger umbrella of all of that that there are those qualities that that
0: overlap. Yeah, we never know how it's gonna like I wanted to be a child psychologist at the age of six. So yeah. And like, and then, you know, DJing came around when I was like 10 and I got to do the DJing part and that led into performing and helping other kids. I mean, I work at a nonprofit now helping youth uh, in Camden, New Jersey. So, uh, you know, get through their internships uh, in a web department. So like everything always comes together. And plus I do speaking to, to, to youth and all that. So like I, everything has come back. I just didn't know like, you know, 24 years ago that it was going to be like like this. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't have that foresight. But a lot of times like people do like whatever, you know, especially the people that are on this show wind up doing whatever the roots were of the reasons that they wanted to be those things when they were growing up. End up like being what they are now, like in the roots of what they do now, um, it just might not be what they thought it was um, yeah do you do you still draw
1: i i, I don't know um, but yeah but I, I I find that that's just it's something if maybe I put more time and effort into cultivating that skill, I might like it more, but it's just not it 's not something that comes up to, up for me much. The music is really something I can really let go and put my creativity into and writing things like that. So
0: totally understandable. Um, what do your dreams for the future look like?
1: Yeah, that's a, I like that question too. You know, for, for me, I want to, I want
0: to see where this band goes
1: and see what's, what's possible with this. And I'm on board as long as, as I need to be to, to, you know, for me, I, I want to go on tour again. I want to, experience the world and being able to do that through music. Cause I, f- I feel like music does provide so much joy to people, just an amazing way to connect with people. Um, and so continuing to do music and uh, performing music is going to be a big part of it. And from there, branching out and and connecting with people in a bigger platform through speaking in the future to talk to them about what they're being called to do and how they can make a difference being themselves and really learning to honor that so much more and let go of the fear that just because something isn't important, you know, because what's really important to me, it's kind of hard when other people don't get it, when it's not important to them and starting to to work through that and, and see how they can serve. I think we live in a time right now more than ever that using our gifts and our talents to make a difference is more important than it's ever been. And I really, really want to be able to connect with people and encourage them to do that. and and see how they can go out and make a difference and not just make their life necessarily about them. So when I say following my dream, there's a part of me three years ago that that was very focused on, yeah, like fulfillment and happiness and doing what you want with your life is great. And that has transitioned significantly into a much more collective view of that and that through our dreams is a way that we're meant to serve and be, you know, to make a difference. and. Um, but through through following our dreams, we're going to have that opportunity to do that because we're going to step into more an authentic role of, of who we're really meant to be, and and so yeah, through speaking and writing and music, those three uh, veins of of uh, of creating, I want to be able to connect with people and, and serve people through that, and so where where that can take me is a lot of different directions, but um, for for now, it's and you know and the coaching's in there too and working with people one-on-one still to do that but all of those pieces coming together hopefully can um you know i can i can make an impact
0: wow ah, that sounds that sounds awesome um and hopefully can you know continued success uh with the with the band and and everything uh that goes along with it um though i i are you prepared like to go and do like the long tour halls and all that? that's
1: that's that's what i want i mean i I fulfilled the lifelong dream of going on tour we we did a um a first leg of a a, as a support act for the neon trees and so we did that about a year and a half ago that that that's i want another tour yeah that's that's kind of what that is my my focus like that's kind of my um my next milestone in the hero's journey and once i do that then i can kind of sit back and reflect on on my why again um But, but I really do want that. I want to, I want to be able to truly experience that and on a a more prolonged level and and more in-depth level. And, uh, yeah, so Totally.
0: That's awesome. Well, I mean, you have the the life set up for it, right? You don't have, you're not married, no kids. Yeah. So it's, it's, damn, damn millennials, you know, no no commitment, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, I hear, well, hey, uh, you know, I, hey, I thought most, uh, most people my age and, well, our age would be married, you know, well before most of my friends got married and had kids, which wasn't until almost 30. So, you know, I, I don't know about no commitment, but it's just, you know, but, (laughs) but then again, like people our age are, are like right on that cusp of millennial, like you know, between millennial, and I guess, gen X. So it's, it's, yeah, we're more cuspers than any, than, than one or the other. I I don't think, honestly, I think we got the best of both worlds because we got to grow up in the technology, but we're not so consumed by it that it, you know, that it's that we're like millennials (laughs) you know and and i definitely got
1: the piece of as i grew up of you know thinking big and i could do anything and those kind of messages but but yeah the grit was was lacking and so i had to develop that along the way but if you can if you can bridge those two of thinking big and wanting to make a difference and changing the world but accepting and fully appreciating the hard work it takes um i think people can set themselves up for amazing things
0: i would agree so, uh, how can people connect with you, Joe, and the band as well?
1: Yeah, so uh, with you have a calling, it's youhaveacalling.com. You can go to, you can just go there. You can go to you have a calling, um, and there's this start here section that you can go to and learn more about some resources you can sign up for to get to help you with. You know, there's there's resources that can help you focus on more gaining the clarity. Kind of a workbook you can go through, a couple coaching videos that is just a good starting place to start reflecting on things and going through some exercises to think about, you know, more of a a clear direction you'd want to, you want to start researching and looking into. And then there's some resources to help you build that grit and that perseverance. And just, uh, there's a free resource with some interviews with uh, different individuals that just kind of goes to the idea of building resilience and what it took them when they've, you know, faced adversity, how they got through that. So a couple of resources there for people to check out, and then the band's called Yes You Are, and so you can go to yesyouare.com, com. But probably the best place to connect with us is through Facebook. And so it's uh, facebook.com backslash. It's either O Yes You Are or Yes You Are. I know on Instagram it's O Yes You
0: Are. Like I think Yes You Are. O Yeah,
1: O-H, and then yes Yes You Are. Just Just the letter O and then Yes You Are. And I think maybe the other one was taken. So, but yeah. So, but, but definitely find us on Facebook um, and connect with us there. Cause that's, you know, that, w- that definitely really, really helps from a band's perspective is the social media and connecting with us there and growing those platforms. So, so we definitely would love people to reach out and spread our music to as many people as possible.
0: Well, I'll definitely be, uh, liking and following along and, and hopefully Thanks. other people will as well. And you can find all those, uh, links at, uh, uh yeah, true, true, true <laughs> dot Uh, just had a had a had a moment there. So, uh, Joe, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up?
1: Well, just thank you for having me, and I just really do want to encourage people to to give themselves an opportunity of to to elevate what's possible in their life. And I'll end on a quote by by Carl Young that I really really like, and that quote is hopefully i don't butcher it but i am not what has happened to me i'm who i choose to become and i really want people to maybe resonate with that quote as an ending point to really think about who do you want to become and just go from there and realize that you have the choice to step into that and grow into that leader and make a difference in this world and i hope that people will take that seriously
0: uh I hope that they do, and they should because it's like really it's possible you just have to be very intentional about what it is that you want and uh how you're gonna get there you'll you'll figure it out we don't always know how we're gonna get there, just like our childhood yeah. dreams we don't know that <laughs> we're gonna not go to school for ten years and and be a child psychologist until we find out that oh, it takes ten years to do that <laughs> uh yeah, I'm not that big into school, so no thanks, and I'm not gonna do that, but then. Down the road we end up helping uh the kids and, and completing what we wanted to do when we were growing up anyway. So um so Joe, I, I, I wish you the best of luck with all that and I'd love to have you on the show again in the future to follow up and see how everything's been going. Hopefully you'll be on tour and you'll be calling me from a bus somewhere uh, or, or a hotel somewhere um, that's trashed in the background. I'm 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 expecting I, I would expect that hotel to be trashed. Um and and everything will be going great. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time, Joe. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Joe, thank you for having
1: me. I really, really do appreciate it.
0: You're very welcome. Anytime, sir. And, uh, you know, if you if you're enjoying the Dreamers podcast, please go ahead and uh, you don't need to like write a review or anything like that. Though it would help if you did uh, on iTunes. It, you know, reviews help. Subscribe, hit the subscribe button, whatever. But tell a friend, right? You know, that's that's really the best thing that you could do is just go tell someone else to start downloading the show and listening. So uh, if you enjoy it, you can go to dreamerspodcast.com. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DreamersPodcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamerspodcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to J at JPAR.co. This podcast is Copyright 2014 by JPAR.co.